Welcome to Beyond the Pen, the podcast that delves into the untold stories of emerging authors and the literary world. I'm your host, Maccabee Griffin, and each week I'll be shining a spotlight on talented yet undiscovered authors, giving them a platform to share their incredible stories and unique journeys that brought them to the world of writing. In each episode, we'll deep dive into the story behind the story, exploring the inspirations, challenges, and triumphs that have shaped our guests' literary careers, and have some fun along the way. From the initial spark of an idea to the journey of crafting and publishing their books, we'll uncover the secrets that make their stories truly special. But that's not all. Once a month, we'll be joined by an expert from the publishing world who will share invaluable insights and advice for aspiring writers, answering your burning questions, and demystifying the path to success in the literary industry. At Beyond the Pen, my mission is simple, to entertain, educate, and encourage the next generation of great storytellers. So whether you're a writer, an avid reader, or simply someone with a passion for storytelling, Join us as we venture beyond the pen and celebrate the power of the written word. Hello, everybody. We are back. We are here. We are live. I am Maccabee, and this is the lovely... Chels from Mac and Chels. Of course, Mac and Chels, and that's going to be part yes. of our merch when we start doing that and by the way if you guys want the merch we need to know you need to help us to see if there's something out there for you guys because obviously mac and chels t-shirts and and uh right it'd be super fun oh yeah absolutely i i wonder what it would look like though that's the thing we need to, we need to sit down with a graphic designer or something just come up with some stuff because that'd be kind of fun but anyways, welcome to Beyond the Pen. And if this is your first time here, thank you for giving us a chance and opportunity to give you some of our insights into the publishing world, tips and tricks from a voice actor and a published author of... Nine are published. Nine are officially out. Yes. And then I have one that is done. It's just not technically published just yet they're trying to like draw it out for some reason they're i don't know funsies there you go but chelsea what are we going to be talking about in this episode so this one is kind of fun we're going to keep building our marketing base mm -hmm. we're going to kind of stretch out a few things so we're going to talk about the different the importance of the different tags or genres that you put your books into and how that's going to help you reach your audience and hit your marketing goals we're going to talk about the ad scams that are consuming the literary world mm. and everybody falls for them, including me. I've done it before. Don't feel bad if you have. And then we're going to wrap it up with the importance, guys, seriously important to list your triggers. You do not know how many times people will just rip you apart because you didn't tell them about something serious in your book and you yes. let them walk in thinking it was like a happily ever after or something. Of course, and of course, and go back and listen to some of the other uh, previous episodes. Go to where, Chels? Best place to go, guys. Go straight to our webpage, beyondthepenpodcast.com. You can check us on Tuesdays and Thursdays, every week, Tuesdays and Thursdays at mm -hmm. 5 a.m. You can always download us on your favorite podcast enterprises, I guess. We're going to say platforms. platforms. Let's go with platforms. Platforms, yeah. Um, and then make sure you follow us on Instagram at Beyond the Pen Podcast. We're going to start doing a lot of fun stuff, and it's going to be totally your fault if you miss out on it. So go and like, follow, share, 
and I will taunt you if you miss it. So Absolutely. I'll probably just taunt you because you know there's going to be that one person that was like, oh, I should have done it. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. And of course, we have a YouTube channel as well that uh, is up and running. Uh, it is under Beyond the Pen podcast. Uh, we haven't put up a few of the uh, previous episodes yet on there because unfortunately, Frank's uh, internet has been down because of a wire being cut underground or something like that. So once he's up and running, he's going to get all of that uh, taken care of for us. And then we can actually put it up and you guys can enjoy it a little bit more. That way we can also get a little bit more into the SEOs and stuff like that. And when we're able to get Mr. Emmanuel Rose on, who wrote the uh, digital uh digital marketing book for Gen Z, he is going to help us talk about, learn more about, I should say, about SEOs and the importance of that. And we're going to be talking about the tags today, so I can give you a little bit of insight into it. But like I said, go to our website, get to listen to some of the previous ones. Some of the featured ones we have right now are obviously last week's, which is really good last Tuesdays. And then I've also been updating uh, some of the older episodes on there so that you can get to hear it from the beginning and see the evolution of the show as well. Again, we've been up for two years. Chelsea came in a couple months ago yeah, I was gonna say like March, about March, somewhere in there, March, April time from yeah, and uh, it's been it's been an interesting uh, ride for me since uh, again this is my baby, <laughs> uh, I'm just sharing it with the rest of the world, uh, and Chelsea's been helping me take care of it and try to get it to you guys, and we again we appreciate you guys uh, listening to us on this. So without okay. further ado, let's let's get into the into the nitty gritty of this entire thing. Because yeah. this is something that we truly believe that you guys need to know about, because it is making a big difference in how people can find you, how they can research you, and how they can find you. My gosh, I got like a freaking fly all over this place, and it's driving me nuts. I'm certain, like, she's looking at me like, what are you doing? I'm just waving around if you're not seeing me. Just waving to the camera. Just waving to the camera. Check out the YouTube. Mm. You can see Mac just <laughs> raving erratically. Yeah, so we're going <laughs> to... We're gonna start by explaining what your tags are, okay? So tags are very simple. It's a, what your genre is. So whether you're talking about hashtags on any of your, your social media platforms, how you always hashtag fantasy author, mystery author, thriller, that is important to put in because anytime somebody searches something, that's gonna pop up. Now, you can get specific. Getting specific is both good and bad. If you go to specifics, and you're like, I want a fan. It's like fantasy book, redhead, pure evil. And those are your tags. You're going too hard. Well, because if somebody does not write it in that exact order, your book is gone. You want to keep your tags minimum two words. If you go too broad by just putting fiction, you're going to get washed out. So if you do dark fantasy, great. The most you want in your tag is four words. For example, the Realm series, which is my series, is dark metaphysical fantasy. That's three words. That's the highest I go because I figure it hits all the all the things. Now, what you don't want to do is use the same exact tag, just rephrased over and over again. I was helping an author last week, and they are just writing a fun standard fantasy novel. I know that sounds weird, 
standard fantasy, they are between epic and high fantasy. So it's just that middle grade, almost paranormal fantasy. And so they wrote uh, new fantasy, as in because they thought they're new to fantasy genre. So they wrote new fantasy. Obviously, that, that doesn't really help. No, no. Um, they did um, fantasy new series. Guys, that doesn't work. Your new series is not going to be a new series forever. It's true. You got to think long term with this. Right. So you want to do things like dark metaphysical fantasy, dark fantasy, um, epic romance is a new genre because we're creating new genres now. Of course. Still. Of course. It's like the bane of my existence, Matt. Like it just keeps coming back. You know, it's like the Jason movies, right? So, or like Michael Myers, like every time you think you're done, they just keep coming back. Yes. That is genres for me. They just keep coming up with new ones. Well, it, when it comes to marketing anything, it is a horror flick in itself. That's for it is sure. Terrible. It is. It is terrifying. And you, and it's yeah. one thing, one of those things like you think something is dead and it just comes back because somebody has decided, Hey, we're going to use that, that tag again. We're uh, going to use that genre again. Yes. And it is so <laughs> hard, especially when you have so many pieces to your book, yeah. right? You have a, a little bit of all kinds of different genres in your book. Mm -hmm. Like I have some sci-fi in my series. It is not a sci-fi series. It's true. Under no circumstances is this particular realm self sci-fi. So true. if I went and I took this one scene that I did and I was like, oh, it's a sci-fi series. It's not. So you don't want to lie either. Just because you have a piece of something doesn't mean you want to claim it. That's true. You're going to get people angry at you. Yeah. I had a play on a like, reluctant force proximity friendship it's where snip keeps kin kidnapping orion it is what it is he can't make friends so he has to kidnap them <laughs> he goes through and times are hard in the realm okay like friendships don't come easy and snip is lonely I, so he I, I i was try i was getting the inside a vision in my head of like that that is how Chelsea had to deal with all of her friends. She would just kidnap them all and just you want to play? <laughs> Let's play. I would no, really see, love I'm to be a friend. <laughs> I'm the one that keeps getting like keeps having people show up. And they're just like, hey, what are you doing today? And I'm like, absolutely nothing. And they're like, great, then let's go here. I'm like, no, I don't think you understood. I wasn't saying like I have nothing to do. I was saying I'm doing nothing. nothing. Like there's there's a difference. You know what I mean? It's that tone. It's the same thing as font. Yeah. Like, you know how if you use the wrong font, all of a sudden you're a serial killer, not like super lovey-dovey? Yeah. But that's exactly how it is with genres, too. I, I, you're stuck on the serial killer versus lovey-dovey, aren't you? I, I, I am in a way because now I'm I'm wondering what your love letters looked like. To your oh, my husband. God. Okay, so this is a fun story. I found this. I found this super cute sign from the store last year around Halloween. And it said, something told me I was going to love you forever, right? So I took this <laughs> sign because it was super cute. I took the sign and I took red paint and I smeared it oh, no. across the top and went down. And I put like random like splatter at the bottom. So now it's a Halloween sign. And my husband was just like, when I came in, he was like, that is such a cute picture. Like, it's so sweet. It's whatever. We're going to put it in the room. So he didn't know what my plan was. He had no idea. But it was one of those things. The font was slightly off because I got it from one of those like weird secondhand places. And so it had been through hell, clearly. I mean, it got thrown away. So clearly whatever they had it for did not work out. Clearly. So I figured to commemorate this relationship, 
I would go and do this. But it's the coolest Halloween picture now because it has like blood splatter and it's like going down and you have like the hand. But like, that's the way that my head works. Like, I seriously oh went there. Gosh. I should write horror books. Um, well, you're already halfway there. So I, I got to tell you, the realm is not for the faint heart. Let me tell you. <laughs> no kidding. Um, <laughs> Neither is your mind. <laughs> no. No. It's a lovely place to be. Um, but that's that's exactly it with genres, right? So yes. we're going through and you're picking these tags and you're like, hey, this is super cool. I had this one scene where this couple was super adorable. I am definitely going to put in um, romance. It's like, okay, so you're going to get these romance readers, which I don't know. There are no crazier readers than romance readers. Like if you go and say you're a romance book and you are not a romance book, you are done. It is worse than getting canceled. Like they will demolish you. That is but true. they are also the most faithful readers. Yeah. I have a, a story coming out. It's called The Love Lost. It is a tragic romance. I know you guys are surprised. You're surprised. I am. I am. That is that is I know, Mac. Take a moment, collect yourself. I am. I'm, I know. I'm trying to right now because it's kind yeah. of I, I'm my heart is kind of broken because I've I've gotten so oh. used to you just doing the dark fantasy that you changing subjects on me is not I, I can't uh, I can't deal with that I'm one of your biggest fran fans and I can't deal with that right now okay <laughs> I can't I, I, I mean if it makes you feel better I cling to the tragic parts of the realm because something had to make Radnar, right? Of course. Don't you worry. You're not going to miss out on any of that. So I still, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I still love the first entrance of him when he's just getting uh, just emotionally uh, destroyed Agnes, yeah. with Agnes. I love <laughs> Agnes. Agnes is my favorite character of all time. She is yeah. the lady that will take you and yeah. just destroy you if you mess up in some way, shape, or form. I mean, he, so, but she's so uh, loving for too. those of you that don't know, you have to check out Denial. It's the first one oh of the Realm gosh. series. But here's a little clip. Radnor is coming out of a war, a battle. They're fighting against the Shadow. And so Agnes comes over, the little healer that she is, super excited <laughs> to help him out. And he just starts being mean to her. And so she takes his armor and snaps it back. Anybody that has ever been hurt, let's say you've got a fresh tattoo. I don't know how many of you yeah. can relate to this, but if you have a fresh one and you have that friend that's like, oh my God, let me see. And you show it and then they smack you. That is the feeling. Yeah. Or if you like scuffed open your leg and you're like, oh my God, take a look at this. And that, that jackass friend that is just like, bam, that is Agnes. For anybody so, else I mean, that has never been through a battlefield or like that, think of it like this. Think of it like your leg going to sleep on you and then it's slowly yes. getting the blood <laughs> flowing again. And then your best friend who knows how to piss you off comes over and just slaps you right on the leg. That's what it felt like. That is pretty much the accent of what Agnes was doing. And that's why I love her. because she, She's so quippy. She she's so fun. Yeah. Like it, she's very sarcastic. So if you like that, hundred percent. But I did Radnor's story, which is a romance. Right. It is a tragic romance, but it is a oh romance. I had five different romance readers reach out after reading. I did a little giveaway um, to get some different reviews and things like that. As an author, you guys understand. If you're not, don't worry, guys. You'll, you'll feel it. it soon. You'll get there. Yes. But they went to try to read the realm, and they were like, "Where should we start?" I'm like, "No." absolutely not this is a one-off 
This is the only romance you were going to read. Please don't do this to me. Stay away from the realm. Like this is the only, wait until another realm comes out. Realm of time, you guys, there's romance all through it. Just oh, please, man. please don't hurt the realm, the heart realm. So, which I guess is ironic because it's called the heart realm. But, that is a little bit of an irony sense into it. Yeah. But again, it, it's, in, it's information, the fact, because when we're dealing with these tags, this is something that you deal with, even as a voice actor. Mm -hmm. When I am looking at narratives, I am good for certain things. Yes, I can do different voices. Do I like doing them when it comes to narratives? No. Main reason why, even though I can do it, main reason why is because it takes a lot longer for me to edit. And it takes time and it gets annoying too, especially when you're trying to keep all the voices in your head in a chronological mm -hmm. type of uh, chronological order here. But as someone who loves to look up a lot of this stuff too, like for instance, for uh, some of our guests, we've had point where like, when you go into we'll we'll use amazon as an example because again unfortunately most of the books come out from amazon or you have to you have to unfortunately but when you're looking at it when you're creating your profile on there as an author okay you will notice that there's a variety of versions that you can put on there and when we were as a someone like a consumer who likes to get books uh, when they're not being sent to me, which is so odd anymore. It really is. Um, Buying books? No, having them sent to me for my, for like, hey, we'd love to be on your show. Here's the book. You're like. Those are so much fun. Okay, this is, is going to be really bad advice. You ready for this? What? This is very bad Chelsea life advice. <laughs> okay, so every once in a while, believe it or not, me and my husband like to have some drinks. No, so we do. I know. Surprise, guys. Um, what we ended up doing and we discovered is we set up a game room downstairs. Now, when you play games like pool or darts and NFL season just started yesterday. So when you're watching the game, you're doing all this. You're drinking during this whole thing, right? Because you're so busy, you don't realize what's going on. You don't realize how much you drank. Thankfully, we're at home. I got this email from somebody, same thing, said they wanted to, to be a part of Beyond the Pen. And I'm like, perfect. Google their books, end up going down the rabbit hole of, of books. And I have a package being delivered with like 12 new books because Chelsea drank and shopped. <laughs> now, it was all indie authors though. So I feel like I did a service because indie authors, it's so hard to get somebody to actually buy your book. Yeah. But Amazon adding that buy it now button, death of me uh, definitely a death of you death of definitely like, death of your bank account too <laughs> it, it is so rough like i'm gonna figure out if you know Corey notices the giant heavy box oh, he's on the porch the tomorrow morning but we shall see oh no we won't it's gonna be saturday which means i'm up first oh no which means i can grab that box every girl knows how to do this you grab the box you stick it somewhere if he happens to somehow see it you're like dude i've had that forever yeah but he also listens to the show too he does, but he's not going to listen to this one. I want to tell him that it was <laughs> canceled. Oh, yes, yes. We'll do that one again. Yes. So, yeah, but yeah. anyways, back to back to Amazon, <laughs> even though we never left it. Um, 
yeah. is the fact that when you're creating these profiles to to set up mm -hmm. all the different types of versions of your book you're going to notice that there's a lot of people that will say hey you need to have it under a b c d and e on all of them <laughs> please don't do that please don't do that don't do it don't be that person don't be that person mix it up a little bit but also be aware mm -hmm. that it's going to be a little difficult to figure out as someone who is looking at these books which one you're going to get into um and how to get the different copies because again i'm gonna always go back to this case study that was back during uh I think it came out in 20, I think it came out in like August or September of 2021. Um, but during the pandemic, there was a audio, um, I can't remember which of the societies did it, but it was the associate, it was the audio association that did it. And they did a general um, survey with readers and they asked them a variety of questions in terms of like where they get their books, if they got multiple versions of said book. And majority of them, majority of the, I think it was like 400,000, give or take, people that took the survey, uh, more than 50% said they had multiple versions of it. And it was actually up into the... I think it was like 83% said that they would get the book first or they would get the audio book first. And then, you can't do audio books. well, you're always on the run too. So, um, but that's when everybody says that it's a perfect yeah, for audio books. And I'm like, you don't understand. <laughs> no, but you can't multitask though. That's the hard thing for you. Are you serious? I am literally multitasking now. I have sent four emails and signed two people up for future events during this podcast. I can multitask. I can't listen to multiple things. There you go. Does that make sense? Yes, that's what I mean. Like, that's what I was about to Corey, get into. But thank you for telling me that you're yeah. already 100% into the show now. Uh, <laughs> Always. I can give 100% in five different ways. I'm not even going down that, down that rabbit hole. Uh, but no, but it makes it easier for us as consumers to know where your stuff is at. If you're going on a podcast, which by the way, please always come to the podcasts. Uh, it is, you need to know where you want to send people to directly and how you want to get people's uh, interest in it. Because there's always going to be the point of which one, which product do I want to send first? Do I want to send, do I want to send people to the hard copies first, or do I want to send them to the digital copies? Do I want to send them to the audiobook versions? Which by the way, there's more than one audible than when it comes to audiobooks. Audible is just one of like a hundred thousand out there. It's insane. But when you're doing this and you're letting people know where you're at, you need to be careful on who you go to to create these ads because there's a lot of scammers out there who will use the same same template on 15, 20 different places. And it says the exact same thing that he said for other people. And they will take, it may not sound like it's a lot of money. Uh, what was the one that you were talking about earlier with uh, 
one of your one of the authors that you were talking about? Yes. So uh, a fellow author friend wanted to get their next book out and it's the second in their series. So they were super excited. And a lot of times you don't know what to do and you get excited when these people on social media reach out to you and they say, oh, my gosh, I love your book. This is amazing. I am a bookstagrammer or a marketer or whatever it is. I want to help you get your book out. Now, this is something I fell for in the beginning, too, guys. Uh Like, this is not like some, oh, I can't believe they fell for that. A lot of these things look real. Yes. So what you need to do first is look at their profile. Then when their profile was made, find out if they have seven posts and 15,000 followers. That doesn't make sense. You got to use a little bit of common sense with those things. But what they did was is the perch, they were like, oh, my gosh, this is so exciting. I want to do this. So he sent over his book cover, a copy of his book. It was an ebook version, but it wasn't even a protected ebook version. So God knows where that book is now. Mm. Um, And then two days later, he's like, Chelsea, I'm so excited. This is going to be amazing. They have, you know, 5,000 subscribers to their newsletter. They're going to do all this stuff. So we flash forward to yesterday. He got his information. It was a poorly created template, which basically took that the person had taken another person's photo and just like cut and pasted their photo over top very bad. Um, And then went through their reviews and had four other people do the same thing, took a five star review that he had and posted it as their own word for word posted it as their own four separate people. So now five people did these reviews. Now what happens is you have places like Amazon and Goodreads and Barnes and Noble who occasionally do what's called the review sweep. Now, half of this stuff isn't even fair because Amazon is notorious for taking people and removing reviews. If the person did not buy the book through them, they'll take it, they'll get rid of it. It's happened to me countless times. Um, so that, original review got flagged on his account. So not only did he lose the four reviews that he paid for, but he lost the original one too. And now his account is under investigation. So he got screwed out of money. He didn't get what he asked for. And now his whole author profile is under review because if you get caught doing something like that, everybody knows authors pay for reviews. At the end of the day, you have to. Yes. In a lot of situations you have to, but there are right and wrong ways to do it. Yes. Um, which, by the way, we I, do the same thing too. We actually, I just did one for. Uh, do we really, Matt? Yeah. Oh, the deception. I, I had I, no idea. <laughs> the deception, my butt. Please. The You're the one telling me to do it more often than not. Too. I mean, I'm just saying. It's, I know. It's good to do. It is. But that's one of the things I, I can't figure out how to do it. Now, I do have a friend, Danny. I cannot figure out how to do it. For the life of me, I. Okay, so this is also the other side. I don't care. That's true. Yeah. Because That's where it is. I and it, it is hard. I get a lot of feedback from readers mm-hmm. and I love it. People are constantly messaging me, emailing me, doing sending me all kinds of stuff. Yeah. I love it. To me, that is higher than those reviews. Yes. It which I helps. Can show you inboxes full of stuff. So then that gives me my personal gratification. I don't care about the number of reviews I have because when people are messaging me and I create those relationships with those readers, that is higher to me than whatever, which is why you get that. What is, what is a nice way to say this, Matt? We get, um, hostile authors, I guess is the best way to say it. Yeah. So you have the people that fall for these scams. Now these scams will give you reviews. 
That's not what I'm saying. They absolutely will. And you may not get caught using it now, but those people that just copy and paste your reviews over and over, your account is going to get flagged. Yeah. He unfortunately just so happened to get caught in the day that they were actually sweeping. So that's super fun. That's his luck. Yeah. But people think that the more reviews you have, the better your book is. Guys, I could go and pay for 50 five-star reviews right now. Yeah. And it doesn't mean it's a five-star book. That's true. Trust me. We've read a lot of these books that say, oh, they're oh. really good. And you're like, no, this is not good. No, it's not. Even some of the big books that are out right now, yeah. like I, I try Mac, I try, yeah. you know, I can't do any of the five-star ones or the, uh, the, the big five. I can't do any of those. My, my favorite is, mm. is okay. This is, we're going to do a tangent ready for Chelsea's second tangent. All right. So 27 minutes. There Got is it. a, <laughs> There is a particular book out. I will not say what it is. I have read it. I wasn't a fan. But again, everybody's tastes are not the same. Yes. This review, I swear to you, says when I tried to read this book last year, I couldn't get into it. I started it again because everybody was super. This has become a very popular book. And everybody said to give it a second shot. I gave it a second shot and I love it. I'm like, no, you don't. No, you don't. You want to love it because everybody else loves there it. There it is right there. Like have your own opinion yeah, and stick to your It's guns. okay to not like something. Yeah. Well, again, when I was looking into this, it, it again, going back to the review we did, I, I did one for Narakit, uh, the deception of darkness or something like that. Uh, I have it behind me somewhere. It was probably uh, Douglas uh, Robbins. Uh, yeah. Deception of darkness. And it is a really good book. It's a lot. There's a lot of different things that were going into it. Philosophies about uh, the good versus evil, the Oppenheimer uh, philosophy, which was I made this just to destroy it, and various other things. Go back to listen to the episode I did with him on on the on Narakin. Um but this is something that we do as well. Yes, we we charge for it, but we also read the books too. So yes. it's a thing. Um, I, that is that's it too. Like if you yeah. have those people, like we do, you reach out to us. We will absolutely review your book. Half the time we do it, you know, if it's on our list, we leave reviews. Yeah. But there are those ones. I'm like, look, I'm going to be honest. Just please understand that. Exactly. And, uh, that's what I think is important. I'm not going to fall. I don't care what your book is, if it's the most popular thing in the world. If I don't like it, I don't like it. But I also don't believe in giving people less than three stars. Because at that point, you're just getting mean. Yeah. There's no reason for it. Disclaimer, we actually are honest with our reviews. <laughs> speaking of yeah. disclaimers. Caution. <laughs> speaking of disclaimers and cautions, this is something yeah. that is also very important to have yes. when you're writing something that is going to be dealing with something dark. You know, Chels also says there's a dark metaphysical f- fantasy. Uh, there's a reason why it's called dark, <laughs> the first word, yes. because there are things in it that are going to trigger you most likely. And see, I don't even see it that well, way. I mean, if you, that, I mean, it, I guess it would, my mother-in-law won't read certain parts of my book because she says they're too dark. Right. Now I'm not dark in like the, uh, I think I started calling it like there's dark romance now. That is like, oh, it's super spicy because, again, they don't like the smutty tags and now they're going to dark. Yeah. That's not me. 
I'm like war dark, like yeah. psychological mess with you dark. Real yes. the battlefield, the realistic battlefield is what it is. Mm -hmm. Reason why hers is dark, but there's a lot of things that a lot of books that are out there that are just doing it because they are forgetting to put it on there and then you get to read it and you're like oh no i did i was mm -hmm. not ready for this rape scene this non-consensual rape scene which by the way even in there's no consensual rape so then it can't be non-consent. Okay, we're saying that word too many times, but exactly. But yeah. the reason being, I say that is because you've seen it in romances too. Is the mm -hmm. fact that this is the thing that's happening is that people are coming into the ideas like, oh, it was I, I was having this situation happen to me, and now I am been trained to enjoy it so it's now it's consensual and no that's it, it's that's just bad it, period anyways but what we're saying is is that you cannot it's no yeah if someone says oh yeah that's good no no you just no you need to go you need to go we need people to know that if we're going to be dealing with something we're going to be reading your book at least tell us Oh, you may get triggered on this, or you may get triggered on that. Now, if you're from my my generation, there's not going to be any real triggers, you know. To, you, but it also depends. Well, you don't have to write triggers for every situation. Right. But here, here's where he's there's saying big that. five. I think it is. Yes, the big five that you definitely have. But what I'm saying is, is that most Generation X are not going to care. It's it's just something that we've become very. Um, Numb I don't to. know, Mac. There are certain. I don't think. I the the big ones are. I don't think it's. I don't think it's generational. It's just human decency. Besides the five, the like, top five. Besides those top yeah. five, I mean, like blood, guts, and gore, because that has to have a disclaimer. Now, right? Okay. Because so you just. This is when things change. Okay. So when I initially started, mm -hmm. now I've only been published about two. I guess three years now. Yeah. Um, so I started in 2020, October, 2020, um, is when denial first came out. We didn't have to have triggers unless your trigger warnings, unless your books contained, um, child abuse, mm -hmm. sexual assault, domestic violence, um, psychological torment. So like, you know, you're kidnapping people, right. no bueno. And I can never remember what the fifth one is. I think it's, it's, uh, Torture. Yeah, it's about that's what it is. Yeah, torture. Torture. Those are the five. I technically did not have any of those. But so, but then we get to fast forward to a year ago. Now at this point, I have seven books out. Already had all this stuff read, all this stuff out there. They start telling me when I go to turn in. Depression, which is a very dark one, believe it or not, in the series, um, that I needed to list out all of my triggers. And I was like, okay, there people die. And they're like, okay. They're like, anything else? I was like, there's gore and violence. And they're like, okay, anything else? And I'm like, nope. That like that's good. Then they started to want to list out the triggers to the point. I fought back. 
because it gets down to all you have to do is read trigger warnings and you know exactly what the hell happens in my book. Yeah. So it's it there's a certain point where I think those big five are the only things that you should put triggers for. Right, exactly. You shouldn't have to um there's a trigger out there for cheating. What? Yeah. If somebody gets cheated on, you got to put a trigger warning. If somebody gets divorced, you have to put a trigger warning. If you end up having multiple spouses or cheat now, so cheating, the cheating right. Uh, right. trigger so. warning is for dating. Right. If you were dating, then they have affairs. If you have affairs, you're supposed to put a trigger warning. That's stuff to me. And I'm sorry for anybody going through that. Yes. But there has to be a line. That is not something you should have to trigger warn somebody on. That's now, true. If and sorry for using the word again, but if somebody is getting yelled at for cheating on their spouse after getting raped, yes, that's a trigger warning. Oh. That's victim blaming. That's whatever. That is completely different. But to have to do a a trigger warning because somebody gets cheated on, like, are you serious? Are you serious right now? Right, and and that's what I mean. It's like when we're talking about these disclaimers, it's think of it like it was a movie. Think of it like it was mm -hmm. a video game. Because right. we know back in the early 90s, <laughs> there was that whole idea. What was allowed then was, was not allowed, allowed today. No. <laughs> no, no, there's so many I love things. how they're changing the, the oh ratings from the 80s movies now. Oh, my god! I'm just like, come on. You've already traumatized those generations. <laughs> like, what are you going to do about it now? You've already, yeah. Here, here's, okay. Here's my rant. Okay. Here is my rant. And we'll get off, close off of this one is that. Okay, a lot of the things that I grew up on that were considered cartoons. like Oh, don't hate on the cartoons. They're starting to take them down. Well, hear me out. Here's the thing. Like, um, the, the idea, and this is still something that's happening again. For my generation, it was the, uh, the toaster. Um, the Adventures of a to Toaster or something. I can't remember. Yes, specific. yes, yes. Oh, my God. What the hell? I, I can't remember. The Brave Little Toaster. The Brave Little Toaster. Yes. <laughs> that gener that movie, when you're watching as a little kid, basically put into our minds that inanimate objects were actually animate. That when we were See, not looking. I think you read too much into this. No, I no, watched all this, this stuff as a kid. I know. I was just like, this is awesome. But here's the thing. This is a this is an actual study that's out there about this now. It is so ridiculous too. But if you look at it, Toy Story did the same thing as well. No, I don't I don't like Toy Story. Do you want to know why? <laughs> okay, so ready? Yeah. Now, you know how these toys almost die, right? Multiple times. Couple times. Yeah. What happens if they actually, actually die? die? Yep. And then Andy just like, finds the toy. And he's playing with the like, corpse. But then look, think of the trauma of the other toys. That it's like, oh my God, he's still playing with Woody. And it's like, Woody's been dead for two years. And we're like, Buzz actually did fall out of the back of the moving truck yeah. and like has brain damage yeah. and is dying. I can't do it. Well, I can't. Hey, that's When it came to Woody. But that's just my, uh, being an adult thinking about it now. I'm like, oh my God. You know, <laughs> you know what? If you gave Woody a, a, a the blue pill, I bet you would be alive real quick. <laughs> it just, it makes me nauseous to think about. I, like, can you imagine? <laughs> like, 
all the other toys so like messed up yeah. they start like tweaking out I and know. stuff and there's like oh god they won't stop playing with him <laughs> Just let him rest. But what I'm saying, yeah, no, I can't do it. I, I can't. Know. See, I just brought up this. This I didn't give her a disclaimer. Sorry. Uh, oh. This is what I mean, though. <laughs> this is what I mean, though, is the fact that when we are looking at these older things, these older uh, movies and stuff, they were extremely dark. There was death. There was blood, guts, and gore. We had that. we had metal. Adults no. see it. No. Kids don't see it. Oh please, please. We did not Are you have kidding me? that. We okay. Let me put it this way: as a young boy, okay, there was mm-hmm. it was easier to find all the things that your parents told you not to watch at that time and watch it. Absolutely, but you didn't look at it the same way you do now. Do you ever watch a kid's movie and go, holy shit, I can't believe my mom let me watch this? It's because kids see it at face value. Adults are the people that twist and mess things up. My son's favorite show was Punisher, and I didn't know he was watching it. And I'm not talking like the – I'm talking the Netflix series Punisher because I didn't know he was watching it. You know what's funny, though? Uh, Going back to the cartoons because it's – yeah, the thing. It, it, even with the generate when I was growing up, okay, we still had you know a lot of the stuff. We were still watching some of the stuff from the forties and fifties. So you had all the westerns, you had all the gangster movies, and all that that was still going around in the eighties and the nineties. People were mm-hmm. dying in those. You didn't see the blood. It wasn't until like you know. Have the, you ever seen Tarzan? Uh, the original one, yeah, there was a lot of different things on that one. But what I'm I saying say, is, Tarzan literally yeah, at the end of it, like, Just, yeah, I know, I know. Don't traumatize me anymore. Uh, <laughs> no, the now you wonder the real story behind Peter Pan. Uh, I got my husband this weekend. <laughs> oh, I, I already know that. I know a lot of really dark stories about the the old old the golden age of movies trust me i know a lot of them uh i think the wizard of oz one was the worst one that i i heard uh besides that and um oh my gosh what was it i want to wrap it up i know that's what i'm trying to figure (laughs) out which one it was and i'll 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 post it out there somewhere sometime anyways what i'm saying is this when it comes to your disclaimers you have to be sure that unless it's like the top five that we talked about that you need to put it on there because if not, you are going to start losing readers and you are going to start seeing these bad reviews because you did not warn those people. You did not warn them. And this is something that you need to understand as an indie author. If you want to take this to the successful level that Chelsea's at, or even better, then you need to make sure you do your research in terms Mm -hmm. of what triggers do I need to be presented about. If I'm writing something that's really dark like this, even as a, a narrator, I need to know this stuff because depending on how I read it, it's depending on whether or not it's going to be read right and it's going to make that person feel good about it like okay it's it's something or if i have to get really dark how deep in depth and do i have to pull crap out of my traumatic background to do this because you're going to traumatize the narrator but anyways 
So again, the things that we were talking about today were the... We've told you how to choose your tags and genres mm -hmm. and how to appropriately use those to market you. We were talking about the ad scams and how to choose it properly. And then we finally got on our last tangent about how important it is to list all of your trigger warnings. The big five, guys. I believe in the big five. Just the big five. You don't need to list that the sky is purple. <laughs> disclaimer. You know what I mean? So just disclaimer, we go against science. Um, but stick to the top five. Yes. So I would definitely suggest that if you enjoyed this episode, please follow us on our mm -hmm. Instagram, on our website, our Twitter, and all the other social media accounts. And you can get those at beyondthepenpodcast.com. You can hear new episodes every Tuesday, every Tuesday and every Thursday. Thursday, unless something happens and then we'll put something up saying, sorry, this episode's not going to happen yet. And then, of course, and those will be up by 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, majority of the time, sometimes issues happen i have to go back and upload shit anyways <laughs> yeah i've had that a couple of times it annoys me and that's a whole different rant i'll go on later on but you can follow us and you can learn more about us at beyondthepenpodcast.com go back listen to some of our previous episodes binge on those because a lot of those stories are really binge worthy for one thing and of course you can definitely just reach out to us if you wanted to be a guest or any of that nature. Contact us through the website. And uh, I think that's it that we need to know. Is there anything else, Chelsea, do you think? Mm -hmm. No, that's it. We'll see you guys next time. Until next time, keep writing, inspiring, sharing, and unleashing your creativity. Hey folks, that's a wrap for this episode of Beyond the Pen. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed creating it. If you'd like to stay connected and up to date with everything Beyond the Pen, follow us on Twitter at Beyond the Pen Pod and Instagram at Beyond the Pen Podcast. For even more content and exclusive access to our guest profiles and more, make sure to visit our website at beyondthepenpodcast.com. Don't forget to join our Facebook fan page to interact with our favorite authors and fellow fans of the show. And if you want to take your Beyond the Pen experience to the next level, check out our selection of video interviews on Traverse TV's video on demand and live stream. You can access these interviews through your Roku, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, Google Play, iTunes, or the Traverse TV app. So until next time, thanks again for tuning in and remember to keep writing inspiring and sharing as you go beyond the pen.